Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh somebody go ahead put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. How many believe that God is fighting for us? We will never be defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you all the adoration. Be exalted and be lifted on our praise. We are grateful for where we are and we thank you for your favor. We thank you for your mercies. The privilege and opportunity we have to be part of the living. We don't take it for granted. Thank you for your faithfulness. We give you all the glory and all the saints shall shout and say amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. All right. I said all right. Are you ready? It's an important aspect of our service. This is the time that you worship and you praise the Lord also with your substance. Amen. And like I said, a Christian like a doctor is not somebody who comes to church. Not every student is a doctor. Not every profession is medicine. To be a doctor you need to study medicine for a long time hallelujah are you there every profession that is how it is so you cannot say you are a doctor when you've not studied medicine and you don't practice medicine you don't obey the rules and the principles that govern medicine are you there the same applies to accountants the same applies to auditors engineers architects nurses bricklayers teachers bring yours lawyers and what plumbers the father you have a pipe in the house and you have a, a, a saw to cut it doesn't make you a plumber you need to know what you are doing amen so a christian must also be governed a christian must be controlled a christian must be directed by the word of god hallelujah so even when you get born again that is why there are difference between those who are born again and those who are christians hey, tell somebody are you a christian or you are born again you see to be born again is simple you need to believe in jesus christ in John chapter 3 the bible says it straight away if you believe okay in Jesus Christ 
Jesus told Nicodemus, until you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom. And Paul writes and tells us in Romans chapter uh, 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and that God has risen from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. Then he explains that with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So some people, almost all of us, except we are here for the first time, may be born again. But to be a Christian is more than that. Jesus told the people in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, that, and Jesus answered and said unto those Jews who believed in him, that if you follow mm, or you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. So you can be born again and not a disciple. Do you understand? You can be born again and not a disciple. And you can be a disciple and not a Christian. Because when you go to Acts, the Bible says that those who were called Christians were the disciples. The disciples who continued became Christian. Because when you are a Christian, you are a little Christ. You may be born again and you are not a Christian. You may be a disciple because you are following. But when you are a Christian, you must be a little Christ. You, there must be miracles in your life. If you cannot multiply even bread, at least. Hello? At least you should not be this so poor that you don't look like. Do you understand? So, fine, are you a Christian? Who was Christ? The miracle worker. The one who can turn water into wine. The one. So, if you are a Christian, a little Christ, we are not saying that you are a full-blown Christian. I mean, Christ. But a Christian must have some traits. Something that Christ has must be with you. And the word Christ, Jesus Christ, means Jesus the anointed one. So it means that when you get born again and you become a disciple, okay, you can move on to become an anointed person. Jesus the anointed one. You get it's the anointing that makes the miracles and bring all these wonderful things that Jesus was doing. Because until Jesus was anointed, we never heard him open the eye of the blind or doing anything. Do you remember? After his baptism, Luke chapter 3, if you read 19, 20, 21, Bible says that when he was baptized and praying, the Holy Ghost came upon him in a bodily form. And he did not stop. Chapter 4, Bible said that, and the Spirit led him into the wilderness. And there he prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Somebody who was already full of the Holy Ghost was led by the Spirit to go and pray. And as he was praying, he was tempted he passed all the temptation. Then after that, Bible said, and the verse number 14, eh? 414, Luke chapter 414 or 418. Bible says, when he returned, he returned in the power. Hallelujah. So Jesus did not get the power because he was the son of God. In fact, he needed the anointing to operate because he's the son of God. But he came, he became a man. He became a man like me and you. Can God get tired? God cannot get tired, but Jesus got tired. Can God be hungry? 
But Jesus was hungry. The people were going to look for f- f- fish. Jesus was specialist in brine fish. Can brine fish. Hmm? Yeah, always. So you can see that even the son of God, when he became a man, he needed to be anointed in order to be useful. Hallelujah. That's how he became Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed one. So we also, unless we continue in his steps, we cannot become. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, will you remain a born again or you want to go ahead and become a Christian? Ask the person that it is something I want to find out. I know you are born again. Will you go ahead and become a Christian or you want to remain? Hallelujah. Amen. And a Christian must be governed. A Christian must be controlled. If you're a Christian, you will be able to tell me that, Pastor, this is the scripture I'm struggling to obey. A Christian must always be practicing. Do you understand? Yeah. There's a scripture you are doing. This one, hey, it's not easy. I'm forcing to do this one. But the fact that you don't even know the scripture you are forcing to obey, that means that you are not a disciple. God, Jesus said that. To those Jews who believed, you already believe. But when you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Tell the person sitting by you, let me not talk about Christianity. I want to calm down. Are you a disciple? What about that one? Ask the person, what about that one? So that, you are not giving me an answer. Tell the person, I need the answer. You cannot just smile and... Tell the person, I'm changing. I'm becoming a disciple. And I will move on to become a Christian. When you are a Christian, even I won't struggle with you to pay your tithes. I will not struggle with you to give an offering. The reason why we encourage people to give tithe because there are people who are not Christians. There are people who are not disciples. Because if you are a disciple, you are you continue in His word, and His word says to you that in the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not that. If you are a Christian, you will not allow God to curse you. You will not rob God. The, the problem that we are having is that people are not disciples and they are not Christians. So we need to remind them always. So I'm here to remind you again. Malachi chapter 3. Quickly, let me uh, remind you then I will, I will sit down. Are you there in Malachi chapter 3? Let's read from verse number 8, 9, and 10. Quickly, and we will be out of here. Can we read it together? One go. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed? Continue. Mm. Verse number. That there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. 
if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Amen. Tell the person, I want God to open the windows of heaven and bless me. You see, so, uh, men and brethren, ladies and gentlemen, the simple fact that even this, even political parties, when you join, you pay your dues. They give you a party card, hmm? and some people, they belong to other parties. They, uh, I, I will tell you about it. Because it looks like the party card is able to open door. When you need a tender contract, it opens door for hey, so people pay their dues even as members of a political party and you belong to God's family you belong to God you say you are a Christian and God is telling you that you, you don't have to rob me as my daughter, as my son how many of us can rob uh, army officers? how many of us can rob police officers? and little girl like you have robbed God small boy you are not even yet 30 you have robbed God when you go and rob an army officer the consequences will be daring so if you are able to rob God the, the, the issues that you are going to have will not be okay that is what God says me I will not fight you with, with, with arms I will place eh. Hmm? Eh is an article. Eh. It's something. Say, eh. Case will come over you. Mercy. If you want to see the effect of cases, look at Adam and Eve in the garden. Hmm? Yeah, you wouldn't want to be cursed at all. Me, I don't want to be cursed. And I know you also want to. But the first one. Is not done us any good. That is why we have introduced fertilizer and different things to make the ground yield. Still, it's not yielding. Now, food, we are eating hormones and killing people faster. You see, small girl, eight years, is menstruating. Hey! But the things we are eating from the case, the ground was supposed to bear fruits. The nutrients. Now God said that no, only tessels. When you it will not the case. How can God say to Eve, okay, be fruitful and multiply? One person was to give birth to fill the whole earth. If she was supposed to go through labor pain. Do you know that the labor pain ladies go through is, is part of the case? No, 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 no. There wasn't supposed to be any pain. You will tell your husband that I'm, I'm going to uh, deliver and come. You go and uh, <coughs> then you will come back. I'm telling you. But the case, God said that, look, in, in what? So will you give birth? So I'm telling you, childbirth, labor, pregnancy. You see that somebody is pregnant. It's moving like this. My back is hurting. All those things part of the case. There was nothing like labor pains. How many people were going to get pregnant if it was like that? And the work of Adam and Eve was to replenish the whole world. Two people. But you see, the case has changed anything. When some ladies, when they get pregnant, their nose become big. 
after birth, it doesn't go back. Yeah, so you need to be thankful to your mother. I'm telling you. And some people, after they give birth, they cannot walk straight again. See that they are walking like that. See that? Yeah. So that's why you need to honor your mother. You don't know. I'm telling you, some people even die before the baby comes. Hmm? Yeah. Your mother had a flat to me, flatter than yours. But after she gave birth to you, now that the, the, the stomach cannot be controlled. It just come like this. I'm telling you that don't, why am I saying this? Don't try to have another case. Hallelujah. You rather pay your tithe, give your offering, give your seed. And Bible says, he will open the windows of heaven and rather send you, pour you out what? A blessing. Tell somebody, I need a blessing. Tell another person, I want a blessing. That is why I'm paying my tithe and I'm giving my offering. Tell the person, follow me and God will bless us together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, all I have said is to encourage you to pay your tithe and to give your offering. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Take your offering. Take your tithe. The tithe is the tenth of all that God has given you. I did accounting. So if you can't calculate it, I will help you to calculate it. 10% is very easy. I don't need a calculator. I will just move the, yeah, the comma to the left. Just one to the left is the tithe. The one in front will be the tithe. Amen. So take your phone. Take your uh, iPad, iPad, whatever you are using. And there's our church account number. If it's your tithe, please use your phone number and your first name. Somebody will contact you, will send you the covenant blessing. There's a covenant blessing that comes over all titles. So please make sure that you send us your mobile phone number and your first name. That is the tithe, the offering you can give. You can also reference it. But make sure that the tithe, your cell phone number, so that we can communicate. Hallelujah. And if you're also here, you've been paying your tithe, you are sending it straight into the church account, and you have not received any covenant blessing. It could be that we have not received it. So let us also know. Or you put your offering into the basket, and still, it's not been acknowledged. You have not received the covenant blessing. Maybe somebody has taken it. So let us know. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this great opportunity to give. We give because we love you and we love you because you first loved us. Let the blessing that you said will come over us. Let it be real. We pray, oh God, according to your word, you cause men to give back unto us, press down, shaking together and running over. Lord, open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to contain it. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Put your hands together. Let's appreciate the goodness of God. Put your hands together. You can do it better. God has given us a nice weather, a nice Sunday. I love Sunday morning. Amen.
The person I'm about to introduce is an anointed servant of God. Amen. The last time he was standing here, he was teaching us about fruitfulness. How many remember the three points? You are identified by your fruits. You are evaluated by your fruits. And if you don't have fruits, you are, you are a mystery. Hallelujah. And he made me to remember a plant. Do you know an orange tree? Orange, lemon, and grace food. These trees, if you don't see the fruit, you can't really tell which plant it is because they, they are the same. The plantation of a, a, a lemon or a fruit or a grace food, they are more the same. I don't know if you, you are aware of that. But I mean, the preaching made me to understand that it is indeed, you may be in church, but if you don't do anything, you don't, you don't really have fruits. You can't really be identified who you are. Hallelujah. And one of the points that touched me so much was you are evaluated by your fruit. And he said, yes, you may be bringing people. I remember the people that I brought out. I was just praying to God that God help me. Because if my people are evaluated, Bishop went further and said, can you task them? Can you tell them what to do? Can they help you? Can they do something? Yes, you may be bringing people to church, but are they able to help you? That is evaluation. And I was so touched. And I went back home and I was praying to God that God help me. That when I'm evaluated, my fruit will always be there. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Let's welcome the anointed man of God. My father, your father, Bishop Napoleon. pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this unique privilege we have to be in your presence. We don't take it for granted. Lord, we lift our heads, we lift our hands, and we lift our eyes to you, Lord. Let your mercies continue with us. Let your grace, your love continue with us. Deliver us from ourselves, and above all, let your perfect will be done in our lives. This morning, we pray for your spirit to have its way in our lives. Lord, speak to us. Heal our minds. Heal our bodies. Destroy whatever is destroying us. Grant us access to divine knowledge that will help us to serve you better. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. And please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church? Okay. So we continue with our feeding 527. Feeding 527. We began from the beginning of this month. And the book that we are uh, doing. The title is called Fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. When you look through the Bible from creation, the purpose of mankind is to be fruitful. Hallelujah. So we notice that God's purpose for everyone is to be fruitful. Hallelujah. Barrenness is a curse and it's not a blessing from God. Poverty is not a blessing from God. Sickness, misery, all these are not things that say God loves me so much, so he has, give, he has made me poor. No. You can't say God loves me so much, so uh, I am barren. No. Are you here? 
So when we read the Bible, we digest it. We notice that fruitfulness is actually what God wants. His purpose for every one of us. Amen. So the very first thing that we spoke about is that uh, God wants you to be fruitful. Is that not it? That was week one. You are supposed to be fruitful. God's purpose for your life is fruitfulness. Are you there? Yeah, the theme. The theme for a month is fruitfulness. But each week after week, we are speaking about different subjects. So we spoke about the fact that the purpose of your life is that God wants you to be fruitful. And we've also uh, gone ahead to notice that we are recognized by our fruits. Are you there? Were you here when we were talking about the Father? You are recognized by your fruits. Yeah. That is why we have my prayer. Mama, uh, what do you call it? My Jojo, my Chris, my all these things is because people are identified by their fruits. You know, when the choir was singing, I noticed that Yvonne and the daughter are standing side by side. They are looking like twins. <laughs> but one is the fruit of the other. You are identified, and they look very much alike. Hmm? Yeah, Sharon should grow a bit, then you see that these are twins. But even now, you can see that the twins, they're always the uh, first one and the second one. Yeah. So we are identified by our fruits. If you read the Bible, when David killed Goliath and brought the head of the giant to Saul, the first question Saul asked is, whose son is this uh, uh, little boy? Are you here? The person who has conquered and killed Goliath was nobody there. Where were you trained? So, whose son is this? Say, so whose, uh, he used the word. He used the word. He said, whose son is David? Hallelujah. So, you notice that you are identified by your fruits. Amen. I see you having fruits. I said, I see you having fruits. In the name of Jesus. Reject anything that does not allow you to be fruitful. Because God's purpose for your life is to be fruitful. Amen. And last week, as we were celebrating our father, our founder, our prophet's birthday, he also taught us about fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you can really see it. And the title, if you want a title for it, it's like, uh, I come seeking fruits. He spoke about it. But this morning, for the short time that we are going to be here, I want to share with you Jesus' law of fruitfulness. Mm? There's law. Jesus spoke about the laws of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you ready to hear and understand what Jesus uh, said about fruitfulness? How you can bear fruits? And what it takes to bear fruit. Hello? Do you want to know Jesus' laws of fruitfulness? Yeah. Because if you are a Christian, it means you are a follower of Christ. You are a little Christ. And if you don't know what to do, do what Jesus did. That is the easiest. 
In fact, when you come into a snake junction, you don't know where to turn. You are in a dilemma. You don't know. Should I do this? Should I do that? Just think about it. What would Jesus do if he was in this situation? Hello? Because you are essentially a Christian. Are you there? And you need to uh, allow the words of Christ to guide you, to lead you, and to bring you to where he wants you to be. Amen. Are you there? So as we are talking about fruitfulness, we now want to look at what, uh, what did Jesus say about fruitfulness? Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Okay. So we want to go straight into the word. John. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Is it there in your Bible? John chapter 15. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Okay, everybody is there. So we are reading from verse number 1 to 8. John chapter 15, verse number 1 to 8. Are you there? Can we read it together? One, go. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring forth more fruits. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in me, in the vine, sorry. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified. That ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Hallelujah. So we can easily enter into the discipleship again. Those of us who think that we are Christians, you are not even a disciple without fruit. He said, hmm? Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear what? Much fruit. When you bear much fruit, it says you are not even a Christian. So shall ye be my disciples. Hey. What a shock. What a shock. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Are you a disciple? Where are your fruits? Hallelujah. I think we should read it again. Look, this scripture doesn't need any interpretation. It's direct. 
I don't know how else to explain it. I'm going to read it again. We uh, uh, summarize it and we are out of here. Is that not it? So, John chapter 15, verse number 1 to 8. Again, starting from the top. One go. I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit is taken away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he put more fruits. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruits. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Amen. So, look, fruitfulness is the purpose for your very life. God wants you to be fruitful. The original blessing that God blessed a man, he said, be blessed and be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. And replenish the earth. God wants man to be fruitful. God wants every living thing is commanded. The thing that makes you a living being is not because, I mean, you are breathing. What identify you, the, the, the one thing that makes us know that you are a living thing, okay, is that you can bring forth after your kind. From creation, that is how God defined a living thing. That is why you cannot see a tree breathing, but it's living. Because trees can bring forth after their kind. Am I talking to anyone? Yeah. Non-living thing does not bring forth after their kind. So whatever is living brings forth after its kind. Hallelujah. That is the only time we will be sure. According to God's standard. When you read the Bible. He said God commanded and he brought even. He said give a tree. We see it is the fruit bearing do you understand? And he differentiated that if you are a living thing, then you are going to have to bring forth after your kind. So when you are a Christian and you cannot bring forth after your kind, then you are not living as a Christian. Can I tell you something? Because before you got born again, spiritually you were dead. Spiritually, unless you are born again, okay, and the, the, the Holy Spirit brings this new creation. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. Do you understand? You, you are created anew. Because when we died after the fall of man, the part of us that died was the spirit. Are you there? 
So you, you an unbeliever, you cannot, if you are not born again, you cannot raise other Christians. There cannot be Christians coming out of unless you are born again. Amen. Amen. So the reason why you may not be able to have other people following you, I mean, helping them to be born again and live after God's word, may be because you yourself are not born again. Are you there? Yeah. It will not, it's not possible for a, 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 an elephant to go into labor and when the elephant give birth, it's a cat. Yeah, it's a witchcraft. <laughs> it is not possible. Hallelujah. And God has ordained us to be fruitful and to, and it's so important. It's so important. So the first, I would have loved to read it from the NLT, but let let go on. The first um, law, Jesus' law about fruitfulness, is that fruitless Christians will be taken away. Fruitless Christians will be taken away. What a shock. Are you there? Fruitless. Christians will be taken away. When you read the verse number one and two, maybe verse two, it says, Every branch in me that what? Buried not fruits is taken away. Away. Are you there? But what will make you to be taken away is when you are fruitless. When you are employed and you don't do what you are supposed to do, you will lose your job. And my brother, my sister, as you go to job and you are happy that they are paying you doing nothing, the company is about to collapse. Nobody here should be happy that you are being paid when you don't think that you have, you have earned. Who is working for you to be paid? The company is collapsing. Very soon, all of you will be out. When you go to work, work. Are you there? And some people, I don't know how their mind works. When they say, oh, today I went to work. Hey, I was free. You went to work and you were free. And you are happy. Then why have they employed you? You are just about to lose your job. You are just about to be laid off. If you go to work and there's nothing for you to do, then there's no need for you to be employed. So God did not save us just to warm pews. God did not save us. There's a place we need to go to. And the place is far nicer than where we are. So if there is nothing for us to do in this world and in this life, God would have extracted us. God would have found a reason to kill us so that we wouldn't have to leave. All the light bills. Look at the price of petrol now. Look at your accommodation. Escom is about to increase the electricity bill again. All this hassle. Why are we still around? Some of you, your landlord is about to increase the rent. <laughs> Meanwhile, in heaven, you will, not, you will not be a tenant. Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. Hallelujah. Amen. If it were not so, I would have told you. In heaven, there are mansions in a house. In my father's house are many mansions. There are mansions in a house. 
It's not a mistake. You know, when we were little, hmm? when we were little, you see that your father will buy a car for you. Hmm? Will buy a car. You have so many cars that you play with. I, uh, my children, the ladies had their kitchen set. They had things that they cook with. But look, my son had a helicopter, cars, different things. All his cars, the helicopter with the, it could fit into my garage. <laughs> I said, it could fit into my garage. Are you there? In my father's house, are many men. In heaven, God is so big that your mansion will fit into his house. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! There wouldn't be water bill. There wouldn't be light bill. If I got the Bible said that God Himself will be the source of light, there would not be any escom. No low shedding. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. But why is it that Bible is telling us that fruitless Christian will be taken away? Because God created you to be fruitful. Your purpose is to be fruitful. Look into the Bible from Ephesians chapter 2. You know, it will be, it will be unrighteous for you to ask, uh, 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 what do you call it? A fish to climb a tree. Because you have not given it that ability. Are you there? Yeah. It will, it will, it will be unfair to say that a, a fish must climb a tree. First, he needs to be in water. So if you ask a, a fish to swim, Okay, and cannot swim, then there's a problem. Are you there? Yes. Is it fair? Yes. If you ask an eagle, a bird to fly, and the bird cannot fly, then there is a problem. Then we need to take you out. You you don't qualify to be a bird. If you are a fish and you cannot swim, then you don't qualify to be a fish. Come out, then we will just get somebody else who can swim. Are you here? How many think that a fish that cannot swim is a useless fish? How many think that an eagle, a bear who cannot fly is a useless bear? That's why when you read, when you read Ephesians chapter 2, let's go straight to the verse number 10. Bible says that you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before has ordained that we should walk in them. So God has created you in Christ Jesus unto good works, fruitfulness, that you should walk in them. So when you live after God's ordinance and after God's word, you will effortlessly be fruitful. I say you will be fruitful, effortless. Hallelujah. Are you here? Because God has already created you unto good works, that you should walk in them. If you live after the word of God and what God has called you to do, you don't need to do any. It is, not, it is just a matter of time. Yeah. You don't need to force any lady to menstruate every month. Hello? Hi. Is it, do we have to take medication in order for a lady to have his menses every month? It's, it's, it's something natural, but if you see a man menstruating, Bishop yeah. Gordon. I'm preaching. If you are a lady, even when you don't have food to eat and you are hungry every month, yeah, something will come. 
That is what God has made. He's made you that way. Are you coming along? God has made us to be fruitful. God has made us to bear fruit. To everything. I'm telling you, it's so natural. It's so natural that if you don't bear fruit, you will be taken away. You will be taken away. So never be content with your uh, 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 your barren states. That is not how God created us. I see you becoming fruitful. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? It is very important. It is very important that you understand this. That's when you read uh, Matthew chapter 25. When he spoke about the parable of the talents. Do you remember? He gave one five. He gave one two. And the one that had one buried it. You see that anyone who used the talent became fruitful. The five made other five. The two made other two. The one buried it. Maybe you have one talent. And your talent may be the the father you are alive. It's, It's a gift. Say I cannot sing. I cannot pray, I cannot preach, but you are alive. Life itself is a talent. People don't have life. They have money, but they have dead and gone. Do you think that do you think that if one billion or one trillion could save Steve Jobs, he will not give everything for him to be around? He doesn't even have you see when you are alive, it means that God has given you time. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who is dead means that person doesn't have time. Time is the most precious commodity in this world. Use your time profitably. Because somebody's time, you know, when somebody will give, will give, people go to hospital, they are exercising, all that people are doing have stopped eating red meat, chewing grasses, and all these kind of things that you are doing. Just so that you have time. All you are doing is that you have some extra time that you will not die. So everything we are doing, why do you go to hospital? So that you have time. And God is not, is not a, 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 what do you call it? Somebody who discriminates. He gives everyone 24 hours a day. He gives everyone. Some people sleep 18 hours. So, so when you see somebody poor, it's not that God has not. God gives everybody 24 every morning. He just allot us your 24 hours. But some become poor, some become. Because some people don't want to. They bury their talents like the, like the unprofitable servant who dug the, 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 the place and hid his lost talents. Where is your fruits? That is why you need to be fruitful. It is not possible. A Christian must be fruitful. A believer must be fruitful. And more, not only fruitful, or even in souls. You need to be fruitful in every... Your thoughts must tend to fruitfulness. Yeah, when you are a Christian... If when ideas, thought that comes to you, produces. Do you understand? When you speak, it, it causes fruitfulness to appear. Yeah. Okay. The church is quiet. Oh, keep preaching, keep preaching. Where is your fruit? That's why Jesus, the Bible says that he, we are ordained, we are ordained to walk in some, some fruits. So if you don't have fruits, it means that you are not walking according to what God will have you to do. You don't need any efforts, any extra effort 
doing the very thing for which God created you will let you be fruitful. Living after. Do you understand? That's what the Bible says. I'm not the one saying. Say we are created hmm, in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Tell somebody I'm about to walk in my fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Are you there? And the next one is in, um, look, I will just end and we go. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 5, you also understand. Bible says that who is Paul and who is Apollos? Who is Paul and who is Apollos? Who is Luvo? Who is Cheho? Who is Chris? But can we read it together? One go. Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to them. So every man, unbelievers everywhere, God has given you as a minister. There are people who will never go to heaven because you did not go. Bible says that Paul and Apollos are not any, any, they are ministers. Do you understand? So everyone, everyone is given to somebody to bring. You see, when you read the Bible, you have a certain uh, idea as though Jesus healed everyone who was sick. But when Paul came, there were people to be healed. When Peter, just after Jesus' ascension, do you remember Peter had to raise Dorcas? Peter and John, they went into the temple. Uh, Yeah, and the guy was there. Meanwhile, that guy was there when Jesus was around. That guy, that guy mm, with ugly legs sitting by the beautiful church. Jesus did not heal that guy because that guy was left for Peter and John to heal. One day at the pool of Bethesda, there were impotent sick people, a lot of them. Jesus went there. He healed only one. He said the rest is left with uh, Peter and John. That when I go, they will do the rest. There are people who will never go to heaven unless you appear. So you sit down and think that it's your pastor, it's your mother, it's your friend, it's your who. No, everyone, read it. Who are they? He said they are ministers by whom we believed. Even as the Lord gave to every man. So every man, every one of us, there are people that God has tied into your life that these people are going to go to heaven. There are people that I will never see. You are the only one who will see them. So if the people don't go to heaven, so you need to understand. That is why Christ says that every tree that does not bear fruit, fruitless trees will be taken away. Aren't this person sitting by you? Are you... About to be taken away. Oh, put your hands together and let's welcome. Yeah, when you have a wedding on Saturday, we come to church after 12 because there's a meeting. Hallelujah. Number two. <laughs> uh, number two. <laughs> the second law of fruitfulness. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Just think about the preaching. 
are by Jesus' law of fruitfulness. Don't be thinking about the wedding couples. I'm here preaching to you. And they'll be seated. Yes. It's a church. Number two. Fruitful Christians will be purged to make them bear more fruits. Fruitful Christians will be purged. It is not only fruitless Christians that will be taken away. But fruitful Christians will also be purged. Are you there? In verse number two, every brand that buried fruits, he what? Purged it. That it may bring forth more fruits. Hallelujah. Yeah. Purging is the semi-violent remover of some conditions and qualities that will not let you be fruitful. Violent. There are qualities in you that is making you fruitless. So you have members, but all your members don't even know that they are born again. It's not like you don't have fruits. There are people that follow you to come to church. But the people don't know whether they are born again or they are not born again. Are you here? Yeah. So the fact that you have people following you is, 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 is a sign that you are fruitful. Are you there? By your fruits, you can even be more fruitful. Do you understand? If you can teach them certain things, how they got born again to speak in tongues, you have all night with them, you introduce them to quiet time, different things. Do you understand? Nobody gives birth. Goes to the labor, gives birth, and after the, she has given birth, he says, ah, I have finished. After you've given birth, that is when the work has started. The nine months, the, that one is, 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 is a joke. The nine months struggling, spitting, and being tired. That one is a joke. When the baby come forth, now, boom. That is now that the work has started. You have signed a contract for the next 15 to 16 years of your life. 18, you will be working for them. Sometimes I don't even know why people give birth, but it's like a contract to suffer. <laughs> After you are giving birth, I said recently I just checked and I noticed that for the last uh, twelve or thirteen years, I have uh, more than more than that. Uh, it's like a contract. Whether you are ready to wake up, you are not ready. You need to take somebody to school. Whether you are tired or not, you will be driving. Well, you, it's like that. It is now that the work has started. So if you are lazy, all your children will be school dropouts. If you are lazy, I'm, are you here? Not that you don't have fruit, but your fruit are useless. Why don't you, why do you think that your mother spent the little that uh, uh, she could have used to take you to an important school? Because the reason is that when you are fruitful, you need to be pruned. Some of you, your mother have to reduce uh, 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 what you call expenditure on groceries, on dresses, so that she will take you to a better school. Pruning. Look at mothers and fathers who are not ready to prune. 
That's why I say pruning is cutting away, not unwanted. Not unwanted. If it is only cutting away of unwanted, there's no. Sometimes it is needed. There are qualities, but we are taking it off. Yeah, a mother doesn't buy certain shoes so that she will have money to pay her school fees. A father is not going for a holiday. Your mother and father, they could also go for a holiday and be chilling. But as they think of going, hey, when we go and come, we would have blown 10,000. 10,000? It's school fees for a lot. Uh, uh, no, we can't go. We can't go. We, 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 we will just live in our rented place. They think of the holiday vacation, then they think of the bills. There is a pruning. Yeah, if you want the fruits to be more, to be quality, to be better, you have to be pruned. Yeah. Recently, I read from um, uh, a certain uh, paper, a lady who, who is an actress, and she is given to every role. She does everything when she is performing. And she just gave birth. So she told her agents that I am now a mother. I want only decent roles. Wow. Any role that involves immoral. No, no, I don't want my children to come and, and have any. They ask me questions I cannot answer. If you don't have a decent role, I want to be a mother. in a, Nothing indecent. You see? Pruning, even though she's having a lot of money from acting, but once she becomes a mother, she is fruitful. You can say pruning is taking place. I say, wow. People are ready to be pruned so that they will have quality fruits and more fruits. Can I have your loudest amen? amen. What has become of your members? Or you just tell them, uh, let's go to church. You will see my pastor. Let's go. Or you are able to tell them something. You are able to lead them to have quiet time. Do you have all night with them? Do you pray with them? What is becoming? Like I say, if today mothers were married, Jesus would have been malnourished. You would have seen Jesus moving around, barefooted. You would have seen Jesus with his turn around the whole day. Today mothers don't care what becomes of their children. They bear fruit, but the fruit doesn't become anything. Are you that kind of fruitful person? Allow yourself to be pruned. Bearing fruit means that you will have to also be pruned. Tell somebody, I'm ready. Are you there? Yeah. Many events in our lives are actually pruning. Sometimes you go through struggles. You will have to, you see, for you to be a good example for your members, you have to have your quiet time. You have to pray. You have to fast. You have to study the Bible. And you are the one who, when you sleep and you are snoring, even your neighbors, uh, yes. You are like a train. Locomotive. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Hey, you have to, you have to stop. A Christian leader with a lot of followers, you cannot eat so much that you are having a, a hallucination, dreams with other. I mean, sitting down at night that you are going to sleep, 
you are eating so big a pap. It's more correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are going to sleep. Not that you are going to work in the sleep. Even if you are going to work in your sleep. You are, are you going to work in your sleep? The amount of food that you are eating before going to bed is too much. It's too much. It's too much. The amount of television you watch is too much. Social media is too much. A Christian brother, you are always at the gym. You go to gym in the morning. Gym is not wrong, but you cannot have half of the time you gym develop the muscle to study the Bible. A Christian sister, you need to have a wig. Buy a nice wig. Because you cannot use uh, 12 hours all every weekend to do your hair every two weeks. You need the hours to study. Most Christians are not uh, useful because they cannot practically cut away the unwanted qualities. You want to look beautiful. You also want you to look beautiful. But if you are going to use 12 hours to do, uh, uh, what do you call your hair, every two weeks, what time will you get to do? And nobody does a nice hair, wears a nice dress and sits in his room. You know it. Hello? Even if it is cold, freezing, biting cold, they will wear the spaghetti this thing. But because it's new, they won't feel the cold. See that they are coming. So, hey, these ladies, why, why are we in jackets? And when I, I, it's only when I, I became pastor I noticed that Charlie, a new dress does not allow ladies to feel cold. They won't cover it. See that spaghetti hands and they are going. They are going. Yeah, they are going. So thank God for your new dresses. But you may have to decide that, look, if, if you wear that new dress, you have to go out and see some friends. You need to take a walk. You need to do something that is useless, fruitless. So if you are going to be fruitful, you will have to take away. That's why you will have to, you will have to get awake. You are in hurry. Do you understand? You take the game, you wear it like a police officer. Then you just move out. Just that, always make sure that what is under the wig is also nice. Yeah, because one day I was praying for somebody. Hey! When I laid my hand on the lady, in fact, she was a hairdresser. Hey! The anointing fell on this lady, and the lady flew. But as he going, the, I thought that his hair was uh, head was off. But something was going here, and the lady was going here. And I saw the lady as she is going down. She's trying to tie something. It's like, hey, he, he tried to grab something, but it was too late. So the the wig went this way, and and what was under the wig? Yo! You are the one I'm talking to. I say you are the one I'm talking to. Allow God to prune you. Unwanted parts. 
you cannot be cooking every evening you cannot you cannot be fruitful you need to take one friday evening or one saturday do all your stews gravy soup sauce and pack them in the freezer and pack them in the freezer there's no everyone has 24 hours so if you are going to every day cook five hours before you eat five hours before you eat hey how does it help us how does it help us so cook and make sure you have labeled the containers i can show you where to get plastic containers if you come to me after church i will show you where to buy it and i can even label it for you you take this one week one uh, first day second day you cannot be cooking every day you can what will be the where else will you get time to talk to your members to pray or even to rest you came home around six you you were eating after 10 because you were cooking and after you you have eaten like that the the food is sitting over here And the time that you need to go to work, that is when the sleep is coming. The time that you are you are supposed to seven thirty, you notice that hey, you are drowsy because you ate late. And some of you, you can eat and see that the oil is coming into your head. That you are so experienced when things are coming to you, you become quiet. <laughs> unless we cut away some of the qualities you are friendly but there's a time that you need to put off your phone this phone there's a time that you need to put on after your quiet time then you put it on pastor i use my phone for quiet time hey 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 use something else for your quiet time because when you take the phone it will not be checking time before you notice you are spending 20 minutes so put the phone somewhere after you are do you understand yeah if you are going to be fruitful there must be pruning hallelujah number three tell some there must be pruning you know the arabs before the uh, september 11 they were having meetings in the u.s and the imams who said there must be blood there must be blood there must be blood and people think that they were joking. There must be. There must be blood. So tell somebody there must be pruning. There must be. Hallelujah. Amen. Pruning will take away unwanted pride. Unwanted arrogance. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. If it doesn't go away, you can't be fruitful. Yeah. How many have the book? Where are the rest of the books? Where, please, everyone, the books are not a lot. We did not get enough for everyone. Some of you have it already, but right after service, come and get it from our uh, sisters here. Yolanda, okay, the one who has been singing nicely. Stand and let them see you. Okay, look, look, look yeah. She's still in stock. Anyway. 
Number three, the third law of fruitfulness. Cleanness and purity are needed for fruit bearing. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody, cleanness, cleanness. And, purity and purity is needed for fruit bearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Often people who cannot bear fruit, they are sick. Yeah. And sin is a spiritual sickness. Sin is a spiritual sickness. Verse number three, John chapter 15. Hey, my, my time is almost up. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. He was talking about how to bear fruit. They said that you are clean. In other words, without you being clean and being pure, you cannot be fruitful. Hello? Yeah? Often the reason why long-standing Christians have no fruit is that there's secret sin. Some of them have pornography in their wallets. Some of them, yeah. Some of, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you. They have pornography in their wallets. You may think that oh, they are moving, then they will take the wallet as though they are coming to give somebody money. Then they. They warm themselves, then they will put it back. Yeah, there's a picture that they are always, a new picture that they are always using. Warm themselves, then they put it back. It's inside the wallet. If you like, bring your wallet and let's inspect it now. Recently, I, I took a Christian sister's phone. She almost collapsed. Hey, what's that? What's that? What's that? Hey, hey. I just was. No, no, no. Give me my phone. Give me. I said, please take your phone. I don't want it. The phone. Some of you over here, if we, we take your phone, you collapse. I saw. I saw a, what do you call it? A, a short clip. A man who was not feeling well and he was rushed into the hospital with a, a what do you call it? Drip. He had infusion. So as he was on the bed in the hospital, then he remembered, he said, my phone is in the house. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> be seated, be seated. The guy who was not feeling well. Hey, friend came. He, he rushed out of the hospital. The phone is in the house. He rushed out. I don't know what is on phones. Hmm. Tell that person, are you clean? Are you pure? Your conversation. Your utterances. The swearing words. You see, the apostles, the apostles, they, they did not think that they were clean enough. That's why Jesus had to assure them that you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Anytime God calls you, anytime God asks you to do something, the word of God makes you clean. In John 17, 17, what does the Bible say? John 17, 17, it said, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is what? Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word. So, you become sanctified 
unless you read the word. You paid yourself. If you don't read the word of God, you will never be washed from your filthiness. Your, that's why I told the Bible project, as you read, you see that you become clean. A certain bad ideas go away. The word of God is what purges us. Yeah. So, without you being clean, forget it. If you see a Christian who has borne fruit, it means the person, a spiritual has been pruned, is taken away. But you can see people that must be fruitful, but there's no fruits. There's always some, sometimes bitterness, unforgiveness, hate. Things that, that is not compatible. And sometimes you may be thinking about maybe fornication, drunkenness. No, no, no. Sometimes even pride. This spiritual condition will never allow you to be fruitful. And the person, it looks like this is your case. So. How long have you been around? What fruit do you have to show? Are you there? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 14, the Bible says, Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Without holiness, you can't see, you can't see the Lord. So fruitfulness means that you have gotten rid of filthy and impurities in your life. Amen. Now, so when you see somebody has born fruit, respect the person. Respect the person. When ladies get married, or sometimes infection in the tubes, the Philippian tubes doesn't allow them anything that corrupts. See that it's creating barrenness. Not because the lady doesn't have a womb. Or the man doesn't have spams, but there's infection. There's something that doesn't allow. So, what is the infection? You are a Christian. You speak in tongues. You have been around. But what is it that is not allowing you to be fruitful? Spiritual sin. Just check. Hey. <laughs> Number four. Quickly, and we'll be out of here. Jesus' fourth law of fruitfulness. Closeness is needed for fruit bearing. When you read John 15, 4 and 5, the Bible says, As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Are you there? No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. If you see a fruitful tree, can we have a fruitful tree? If you see a fruitful tree, can, can you see? Wow. These are uh, cacao or cocoa. <laughs> you see how fruitful. Can you see the coconut? You don't know coconut tree? This is called coconut. You can see. You see so Jesus said that I am the stem. I am the trunk. When you see a, 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 a tree, like a mango that has born fruit. Okay. He says, can you see that the fruit, yeah, this is a very good example. Can you see that the, the fruit is not attached to the, 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 the trunk? The, the fruit is not on the stem. It's on the branches. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is the deception. 
That is the deception. You may think that you, you see, all the fruit is on the branches. And Jesus said that I am the vine, I am the trunk, I am the stem, and you are the branches. If you remove a branch from the trunk or from the stem, what, what, what will happen to it? You see, so any branch that is not connected to the stem or to the vine can never be fruitful. Is it easy to understand? In order for us to see these fruits, it is imperative. It is expressly implied that the branch must be connected to the stem or to the vine or to the trunk. Hallelujah. So people who are fruitless are not connected. They don't know. Closeness, they are not. You need to be closely, not, not like uh, space. No. Every branch we are seeing attached to this. Do you understand? It's not loosely. It's firmly connected. It's tight. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can even see branches that you can stand on it. Have you seen a branch of a tree that you can stand? And the, the branch is so strong that sometimes you forget that it's a branch. A branch is so... Sometimes a branch can become so... Have you seen a tree that grows and branch into like two trees from there. And you can easily forget that as you have become big, you are still a branch. Sometimes God can bless you and you think that it is you. When you make a mistake and you withdraw from Jesus, you move away from Jesus, everything on you will die. Or you cut yourself from the Lord Jesus. He said, look, you cannot bear fruit without me. Are you here? Yeah, you can. So, if you are fruitful, one indication is that you are connected to Jesus. You are close. Amen. But if you are fruitless, there is no fruit at all. It could mean that you are not connected. Uh, Ask the person, which one is your case? (laughs) Sometimes you see people who are fruitful and suddenly... They are not fruitful any longer. They became proud. They got too excited and they deterred themselves. Yeah, as long as you remain with the stem or the vine, you'll be fruitful. Can you see? See, see how the grapes is hanging. Do you understand? From the branches. But this branch is connected to. You may not even understand. Look, look at a branch. Can you see? Can you see that the fruit is on the branch? But the branch is connected to the stem. And the person that, Charlie, we are, I can't see you like this. Is it because? <laughs> is it easy to understand? I mean, the tomato one is showing us. Can you see? There is no, there is no fruit on the vine, on the stem or the trunk. The fruit comes on the branches. And the branch must necessarily be tied to the stem in order for you to be free. I rest my case. Oh. Is the reason why we can't see fruits. Are you close? Even when people get married, they are, they are having, I'm sure before the marriage, we've been having upper level interaction, upper level communication. But for us to have for you to have children, there must be lower level interaction also. Okay. Uh, 
the reproductive organs must interact with each other. They need to stay close. They need to stay close. If they don't stay close, there wouldn't be any fruits. The closeness is needed. The closeness is needed. That's why I say, I in you and you in me. Let's read it. I don't know what you are thinking, but it's a scripture. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, the branch must abide in the what? No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the what? Vine, and ye are the branches. So if you don't stay on closeness, hmm? that's why at the point you have been talking and said, no, now we want to. We want to come together. You stay here. They want to come and live in one house. Not on separate beds. You want to stay together. Together forever. So that we can have lower level communication. Hmm? To stay close. The best honeymoon is when you go and the bed is small. When you do like this, your wife is on you. When your wife is... Big bed bring confusion. Number five. Number five. Jesus is faithful of fruitfulness. Some people are looking at me as though you don't know, you don't understand what I'm preaching about. It's, It's up to you. It's up to you. Fifth law. Abiding in Christ is essential for fruitfulness. Abiding, abiding. That means staying in God. The verse number five says, He that abided in me and I in him, you in him and he in you. Hey. The same bringeth forth my fruit. Wedding couple, do you understand? It says that <laughs> he must abide in you and you in him. I don't know what it means, but whatever it means. The same bringeth forth much fruits. What does it mean to you? Abide in her and she in I, I don't know. Whatever it means. When you do it, Bible says there will be much fruits. Hallelujah. That is why, you see, I can send two people. I can send two people today to go and start a church. One can have 20 members in less than no time and another will take a long time do you understand it's how long have you abide the experience do you understand when you abide i'm telling you you become fruitful so i can send two people one person will have 50 members and another one will be struggling with five because how long you have been in christ your closeness do you understand? Your purity, it all contributes. There are people who are always, today they are in Christ. Tomorrow they are out. Today they are oscillating. You cannot be fruitful. Hello? Yeah. Wives who want to give birth. Well, somebody said, blessed are you when your wife wants a baby. You shall eat without scarcity. Wives who wants children. Oh, their husbands are blessed. Because they will stay close. They will stay close. 
until they have their children. Abide. But when they finish bearing their children, the longer you stay in God, the more fruitful you become. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you going to stay in God? Number six. The sixth law of fruitfulness. Jesus said, so listen carefully. The slow deterioration and withering is a sign of those who no longer bear fruits. The verse number six. It said, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. And it's what? Withered. And men gather them and cast them into a fire and they are burned. When you see people whose freshness, even, even Christians, when they enter into sin, you see that some, they lose a certain glory. You know somebody who is buoyant. You see the person is very hopeful, faithful. I mean, there's something. Then suddenly you see that the thing is gone away. It's withering. There is a supernatural beauty that comes over us as you stay in connection with God. As you are, you are, you are pure. There's something we, we cannot touch, but it is there. But you see, when you begin to wither, when you begin to enter into sin, you see that that thing is no longer there. You are the same person, the same person, but something has gone away. You are withering, and you cannot be fruitful any longer. You see it about people about singers, about preachers, about pastors, about ministry. Sometimes a ministry that is fruit-bearing. Somebody, when they sing the anointing force, then before you notice, now when they sing, you want the person to sing that. Hey. It means withering, slow deteriorating. It's not, it's gradual. You can see that the freshness, a certain glory, Archibald, the glory has departed. Things are not the way it used to be. That shall not be your story. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Whittling is a sign of fruit. Um, it's a sign that fruitfulness is ended. Whittling is a sign that the presence of God is gone. It's a sign that people are not abiding in God as they should. It's a, a sign that the presence of God is no longer there. More spiritual, the more spiritual you are, the more you will notice withering in pastors and even ordinary Christians. Sometimes you just want to be even somewhere because you, you don't even understand the spiritual, the person is doing so well. And at another point, you just even don't know what some a switch has gone off. What number are we? So number seven is that fruit bearers are guaranteed answers to their prayers. Hallelujah. Verse number seven. Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. The reason why you pray. Can you imagine Mary and Martha, they had a brother who was dying. Who do you think will want this person to live? Of course, Mary and Martha needed their brother to live more than even Jesus. 
Jesus was not even there. But they prayed for their own brother. Nothing happened. But Jesus came and prayed for the same brother. Even in, in, in his death. Do you understand? He was brought forth. That should show you that Jesus was so fruitful. That God will answer any of his prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, fruitfulness will guarantee an answered prayer. May God answer all your prayer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And this is the same scripture that we see in the verse number 16. That says that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth what? Fruit. And that your fruit should remain. It's only then that whatever you ask the Father, it may be given unto you. Hallelujah. Are you going to be fruitful? And the last but not the least is that fruit bearing makes God very happy with you. May God be happy with you. In verse number 8, are you there? Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so ye shall be my disciples. If some of us, we have done so many things to make boys happy, to make girls happy. You've bought iPhone that you, you are using uh, 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 Nokia. But you've bought I, iPhone, iPhone 13 for a girlfriend. You have bought a shoe. You've bought this, different thing, just to make a girl happy. You have done your hair. You have done, you have removed all your, this thing, the eyebrow, and you have used pencil to re-demarcate it. Just to make a boy happy. How, how, how about making God happy? If you can remove, hmm, you can remove. If you can buy a Brazilian wig to make a boy happy, to make a man happy, you are not afraid of his pot belly. You are rubbing it. How much more making God happy? Look at different things you have done. Look at different things you have done to make even your friends happy. Sometimes, ladies, you see some people, they are in a clique and you want to fit in. And it makes you do almost anything just so that you will fit in. You will be accepted in that, in, in, in that uh, clique. How much more? If you just let uh, do everything to please people so that you will be accepted. How much more doing what is important to make God happy? And say, what can I do to make God happy? He said, herein is my father glorified. This is what glorified God. This is what makes God happy. When you do what? Bear much fruit. Tell the person sitting by you, let's make God happy. You see, if you are the source of happiness in heaven, I'm telling you, angels will be fighting to come and serve you. Angels will be saying that, look, Father, send me. Everybody will want to. You are the one. Can you believe that if you are throwing party in heaven every single day, every hour, you are winning souls. Every two hours, you are talking, you are winning souls. Heaven is happy because of you. The Father is glorified. Herein is my Father glorified. I want us to specialize in making God happy. Because when God is happy with you, he can do anything. That is what happened to Jesus. When he went for the baptism, the father said, this is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. And when you see somebody that God is pleased with him, he can cause him to walk on water. 
It can cause him to raise the dead. It can cause him to multiply bread. It can cause everything is possible when God is happy with you. Hallelujah. The impossible become possible. How many are going to join me to begin to specialize in making God happy? And what are you going to do to bear much fruit? Hallelujah. And as you do, I see God blessing you. May you be the reason why there will be joy in heaven. May there be joy in heaven because of you. May much souls come to the kingdom because of you. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. As you follow Jesus' law and principles of fruitfulness, I see you becoming fruitful in the name of Jesus. Anything that makes you fruitless will be removed away. And as you've borne fruit, allow yourself to be purged in the name of Jesus. And may the word of God cleanse you, make you pure, that you'll be able to bear fruits in the mighty name of Jesus. Stay close to God. Your closeness, abide in him. Hallelujah. And as you abide in him, I see you bringing much fruits in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your word this afternoon. May we not be the same. Close your eyes with me as we close. Maybe you came. Somebody invited you. But you want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I don't want to be fruitless. I don't want to be barren. I want to be fruitful. I want to be born again. I want my name to be in the Lamb's book of life. Will you please pray with me and pray for me? Close your eyes wherever you are. And lift only your right hand. Slip it high above your head. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't take it for granted. This is the most important thing. You'll be fruitful. God will change your life. Something wonderful. Something marvelous will happen to you. And your life will not be the same. Thank you. Thank you. God sees your hand. Stand wherever you are with only your right hand lifted. And we will pray. Father, thank you for everyone who has lifted a hand. Lord, they are acknowledging you. They are coming to you. They are receiving Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Let the grace of God that brings salvation appear unto us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please, if you have lifted your hand, I want you to do one last thing. Please move and come to me. My brother, please come. My sister, come. Yes. My sister, yes, come. You lifted your hands. Please come. Please come to me. My sister, yes. for you. Salvation is a door. When it opens for you and you don't enter, it can close. There are people who are 70 years, 80 years living. They are not dead. And they are not born again. Because the opportunity for them to enter into the salvation door came. They did not enter. 
and they are alive, but they have not had the opportunity to be born again. That is how come we see 60-year-old people, 70-year-old people living but not born again. Don't think that you always have the opportunity to be born again. No. It's a door that you need to enter. Hallelujah. I feel that there are people there. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you are here for the very first time. Just move and come. Come and join me here. Because we are going to pray together. You receive the Holy Ghost baptism right after here. Quickly. I'm calling you. I'm bargaining for your life. Don't go to hell. If you are here, God has a purpose. God has something for your life. Just move and come to me. Just move and come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you, my brother. I feel that there are about three more people who must join. Father, in the name of Jesus, you brought them here to save their lives. Every deception of the enemy, we expose it. If you are not sure, will I go to heaven or hell? Maybe you were once born again, but so many things have happened. You can rededicate your life. Move and come. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Quickly, move and come. Father, thank you for the lives of your sons and daughters. May salvation be our portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Please, if you are in front here, lift your hands to the Lord and let's say this prayer together. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. From today, I believe in you. Jesus, you are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the savior, the Lord and the master over my soul. I am sorry for all my sins. I am sorry for all my mistakes. From now, I belong to you. And I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Father, for sending your son to die in my place. From now, I belong to you. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone in frontier. I commend them to your grace. I commend them to your love. I commend them to your purpose. Whatever you have for their life, let it be fulfilled. Deliver them from the plans of the enemy. Deliver them from sickness, cases, pain, conditions that we cannot even name and describe. Let every case and burden be broken over their lives. Let the light of God shine in their life. Use them for your glory and better their lives. I commit them unto your hands. Fill them with your presence. Fill them with your power. Speak it out. That's the Holy Spirit. Ha, ka, ta, ro, ka, se, ke, ta, ro. Yes, speak it out. Open your mouth and say it. Mo, ta, ka, ro, ka, ta, rianda, kimo, hu, ta, ha, ta, ma, su, ta. That is it. That is it. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled. That is it. Speak it. Don't stop. 
Everyone in front here, lift your mouth and begin to pray. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled now in the name of Jesus. Yes, that is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. Speak it out. Let a tongue be loose. Out of this belly shall flow the rivers. Yes, the Lord is, oh yes, causing you. Arise. Oh, yeah. Kabaraba. Speak it out. Ma, to, re, le, mo, to, sante. Mo, ha, ka, ro, le. Speak it out. Yes, that is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. Speak it out. I lose it. Out of the belly shall flow the rivers. Let it flow. Let it flow. One, two, three, and four. Paya sita kate. Ronde lima hande. Be filled. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled now. 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 Speak it out. That is it. That is the Holy Spirit. Speak it. Don't stop. Don't stop. You feel. Yes. Yeah. Ka, yeah, that's the utterance. Let it flow. Out of this belly shall flow the rivers. Don't stop. Continue. Don't stop. Continue. Maha. Say. Mo. To. Re. Re. Ro. Mo. Kabarababa. Lord, thank you. Out of this belly shall flow the rivers. Let it flow now. One. Two. Three. And four. Yes, Mahata. Ro. Lema suta kando rondi liba mahuta. I lose the tongue. Let it flow. Let the Holy Spirit. Mahata liando rondi liba hata. Riaka moroka moro 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 re rea mo so te ma ma sante riando rondi. I lose the tongue. Let it flow. Don't stop. Don't stop. Continue. Maha te ro rea re mo so te riando roka pande. Yes. Let it flow. Don't stop. Don't stop. Ha, to, rendi lima hata. In the mighty name of Jesus. That is it. That is the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please, uh, look at me. We are going with you to the room of Father. Because you've received the Holy Ghost, we are going to pray for a short time. Maybe five to ten minutes, so that the gift. Everyone who gets born again, God gives a gift. It's not something that is taught. It's a gift that comes. The Holy Spirit comes upon you, gives you power. That's the power of every Christian. So our, our sisters and brothers there are going to go with you for just ten minutes, then we'll come back. Okay. So please look, look at the signboard. They say, "Follow me." Can we please follow them? God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anda and uh, Inga, this group belongs to you. I will come over right after. Hallelujah. The rest of us, let's lift our hands. And call on God and Lord, make me fruitful. Make me fruitful. Lord, I pray that it will not be a thing of imagination. But, Father, we will manifest the fruitfulness. You said to me, whatever you speak and you teach about, you will see it. Lord, I pray, may we see fruitfulness from every single person. Make our lives fruitful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Just, just say to the Lord from your heart that make me fruitful. Lord, make me fruitful. I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.